0: I'm running, I'm running, I'm running a mouse, running a mouse, I'm running, I'm running. Can you really be a writer if you don't even read? Can you really be a running evaluation of the feet in the times that we living in? You gotta pick and choose cause the early bird gets the worm and the predator eats the prey. Let me tell y'all something I've been eating. Alright guys, welcome to episode seven of the Knuckleheads Podcast. First off, I wanna say, uh I know it's been a year since I've released anything, but things are finally getting back rolling for me. Uh with recording and getting studios set up at my new place and uh basically you're just gonna be starting to see some releases happening here soon COVID was just a terrible time for recording for me at, at start it was actually a really good time because I felt like I was just at how, at the house just recording everything because that's all I could do you couldn't go anywhere you couldn't do anything so I got a lot done but uh it eliminated the uh personal aspect for me and that was part of the fun of this podcasting and recording with people and uh collabing and all that so it just took that away from me and uh, i was really looking forward to getting that portion of this back so uh basically we're back that's the way i can say this uh for today's episode i have a fairly new buddy of mine that uh, i've had the pleasure of hosting a live music trivia with uh shout out to the pickled Ochre for linking us up and this was about a month or so ago but uh, you'll get to learn about him along with me. I have, I'm have, i literally still learning his story and still learning about him. And uh, this is the second time I believe we've been around each other. So, welcome to the show, Caleb Walston. Hey, appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Uh, so, I say we just jump right off into this and I'm going to let you kind of take the wheel because I'm going to learn along with everybody else listening in. Uh, tell us a little bit about your story, kind of born, raised, uh, growing up, and. Yeah, just run with that.
1: Well, I was uh, born and raised here in Forsyth, Georgia, um, wonderful town of Fox City. Uh, Shout went out. About- <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I went to college down there after I graduated Mary Persons, uh, which I was very involved with FFA, so agriculture has been a huge thing, uh, which partly plays to you know a lot of my background being growing up in country, everything like that. Mm-hmm um
0: fun fact just to interrupt you not it? many people know this about me but i was a diehard ffa guy Are you, were you really i was officer like done everything with ffa well i got i, fun, I just talked about this the other day so it was really weird but okay anyways i don't want to interrupt well, you well, in, well <laughs> in that
1: i actually achieved my american degree oh. with ffa so i actually got to go to um indianapolis indianapolis, indianapolis, oh. indianapolis indiana to the national oh. ffa convention that's and awesome. got my American degree after my first year of college. You have to wait yeah. one year after college to do mm-hmm. that. So I went to college at ABAC. Uh, originally went down there to go be a DNR officer. Mm-hmm. Found out when I was down there they were going to be on a hiring freeze. It was going to be really difficult to get a job. I was like, this ain't going to work for me. If I'm going to college, I want to do something fun. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting a job with – I mean, I a job, a degree in diversified agriculture after being down there. Mm-hmm. I went to work for UGA mm-hmm. as a uh, experimental research student worker, which – we're in charge of planting. I was on the peanut side. We were in charge of planting, harvesting, everything with peanuts. So that that's when I got a more depth with agriculture. That brought me into working on equipment with because we were having to maintain all of our own stuff. I got linked up with a uh, company called Lasseter. They're a huge John Deere dealership based out of South Georgia. Okay. Um, went to work for them. Became certified in a lot of aspects of John Deere. Uh, after that, stayed with them on and off. Kind of moved around Middle Georgia, John, with John Deere, with John, well, okay. with Lassiter, who was a John Lassiter, Deere okay. dealership. Uh, once I did that, I got linked up in church uh, in near Hawkinsville, and that's when I started playing kind of music. That's how I kind of started getting in with music, especially playing in churches, playing in front of people. Okay, uh, and then that's kind of where Brian is now. Now I actually work for a power sports dealership. I moved from John Deere, came to work at Byron Power Sports, where we sell everything from tractors, cyber by AT ATVs uh man with boats jet skis we have everything we're growing up towards our us as well (laughs) and And, uh now now i actually because of my experience and background with with ag and machinery and everything that i've actually turned into be one of the service managers there
0: so awesome well you kind of touched base on it but uh how did you like you said you got your start in music within church uh what led you you said church right yeah Okay, so what led you into doing shows beyond that? Well,
1: my music background started with my dad. When I was real young, he taught me how to play guitar. He taught me the basic three-chord guitar jam. You could play any country music, you know, any country <laughs> yeah. song in music. And I
0: still can't get those three <laughs> chords. <laughs> right.
1: So we did that, and I had not played in front of people. I always played like in my dorm room when I was in college. I had a little small band. We played at a local little gas station, had like a back room that they would host events with pool tables and everything. It's kind of like a little miniature bar Mm -hmm. that I played at. But once I got into uh, church, I started playing uh, Let a Praise Team. And so that kind of got me in front of people playing. And then slowly I would do like a little private event here, private event there. And then I got linked up with the Georgia Bob's Winery up in Byron. Since I was working in Byron at Byron Power Sports, I actually got linked up with them. And that's where I started my journey on – playing in front of like i guess you could quote, quote unquote the bar scene
0: yeah understood uh okay that's interesting um so who would you say has like influenced you the most with music whether it be a personal relation to you or artist in general or whatever way you want to take that who, who would you say if you got multiple people Name them all but I, did, I have multiple people i have i have a huge interest in
1: music i have a very good friend of mine who is in Nashville right now. He's a singer songwriter. Uh, he's doing very well for himself. He's a big inspiration for me to get to the point where I'm trying to be now. Mm-hmm. But leading up to where I'm at now, a lot of inspiration. I guess what you would say is your typical '90s honky tonkin' country. Okay, you know you think about Brooks and Dunn, Tracy Lawrence, yep. Tracy Byrd, uh, Joe Diffie, Clint Black. You know George Strait. All them. I did. I do love the old country too, though. Like George Jones, and you talk about Conway Twitty who like tell stories, you know, I typically revert, like refer to George Jones and all the what I call the greats as your storytellers. I refer to my nineties people as a good time. They tell stories, but mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's just, you think about nineties country and you think we're going to go hit, we're going to hit the honky tonk scene. We're going to have fun. And that's, what's kind of driven me to where I'm at now. I want to be the guy that just has fun on stage on and off playing live, and I, a lot of my music, you know, kind of geared toward that. That's where I got my inspiration.
0: Okay, right. so uh, you you were running down a list of artists there, uh, obviously in, in different elements of uh, quote unquote nineties or that that country era. If you had to right now pick your top five favorite artist uh, of all time, dead or alive, who who would you who would you pick as your top five favorite? Well, um, I don't always have to say dead or alive because most <laughs> of them are still alive in the country scene. I feel like, but I mean, I say that because half the rappers I listen to are, are gone. Rest in peace, Tupac. <clears throat> That's right. um, had a cat named Tupac. Fun fact. <laughs> so.
1: uh, I probably start off. I I definitely say George Jones. Um, I have I. I feel a little embarrassed to say this. I recently have fallen a lot more in love with Johnny Cash. Uh, but the reason I say that is because. I wouldn't, yeah, I was. <laughs> I, I,
0: I, y'all can't see this, but I just pointed to a picture of Johnny Cash that's in our studio, so. And I have, I have, a, um, us tour
1: Nashville, we went to Nashville on our, on our anniversary back in March, and it was a huge thing to see. I've always listened to Cash, but it, I've never appreciated as much as what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd definitely say George Jones, I'd get Cash. Jamie Johnson jamie johnson is a is a big one I actually saw him a concert' it's, he's incredible.
0: I got to see him at i guess at the time it was cot's Theater and make him but mm-hmm. now it's like hair hair gray hair what, however you say that but <laughs> I did get to see him he was he's phenomenal live.
1: and like, then travis Tritt okay I like Travis Tritt and then if I had to pick a top one that's kind of hard man i there's so many that i that I love but uh I guess, probably Merle, okay, or Waylon. No, well, Mer, well, I, this is bad. Merle Waylon. Th- you know, Merle, Merle Waylon. So or, you can hit yeah, both all three. I'll get, yeah, Merle. Unless you be eight, Merle, seven or eight. Merle, Merle Waylon and Willie. Okay, that's the that's the that's the three top ones. Probably. Okay,
0: I like it. I like it. <laughs> so, I, I, this is actually a question that come to my mind. You, you went down a lot of old school country as, as your influence there. What what are your thoughts on today's like pop country, especially since you pull such heavy influence from them obviously. Uh what are your thoughts on today's country and then how as as an artist and I know we'll we'll touch base more into um your goals and everything, but how as an artist are are you to adapt with new country with an old country sound? That is a very good question. <laughs> and, and that just come <laughs> that to me. That's so, a good uh,
1: one. That's deep. Um, I don't know. My My views on the new country is I like it. I do like the new country. I ain't saying that I'm, I boycott new country because I just listen to a lot of older
0: stuff. It's truly pop country. It, it is. I mean, Today, you think about. And I want say this statement. Today's country is yesterday's pop music. Absolutely. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And uh, that's, that's really why it's called. Well, I think everybody calls it pop country, but it's truly uh i think caleb dunn that was on the first episode and i wish i could remember exactly what he said but uh he was talking about nashville and basically like man that's gonna really bother me but but he basically was saying like nashville and the um how they're like everyone's like oh i gotta go to nashville yeah. and i gotta do this in nashville and all this like the modernization of it, or, or whatever word he used, is the reason that country has shifted so the other direction. Mm-hmm. You now it's about—I almost say it's kind of more a little bit about you—you know, you know what I mean—more towards like a fame side and let me be cool and do yeah. co- it. But it, it's the cool thing, kind of. And um, I
1: think too, like you look at Nashville. If we're going to talk about Nashville for a second, because I, I agree with Caleb on that, um, we us going there I had never been before so I kind of wanted to take it in what I realized is there is a lot of old school country in Nashville more than you will ever hear there's a lot of unspoken artists and people you don't hear about that are making songs in Nashville that is like what I call OG country. It's good. Mm. It's just good country. He's not saying the new stuff is bad, but yeah, no. it's just, it's your typical like country, you know, broken hearts, pickup trucks, drinking beer and women, you getting <laughs> mad because their husband cheated on them. You know, it's, it's that kind of stuff. And that is a big thing that I have seen is if you get outside of what you hear on the radio and you actually go there, you can actually experience stuff. That's a little a, old school, but in a new era. So, One thing about me going back to the music is I I like the new country stuff. You know, not going to say I blare it all the time, but you know, certain songs I like and certain songs I don't. But you look at artists like Cody Johnson. Cody is a he is the the what I would call the next George Strait. He is just old school, new school. He's got that new feel where he gets statement. He gets your heart going. He gets you pumped up. Not because he's got a he's got an old soul, but he's such a new, younger generation of a person that just brings his music out and i think he finds that perfect blend of where he needs to be to adapt to the people who listen to pop country they will still listen to him because of who he is and how he carries himself
0: yeah like oh, yeah. that. yeah that's uh definitely a good uh response into that uh you know i i see this rise to i mean as we're on this topic i mean I might as well talk about it this rise of like it, I, I would almost, it's country, but it's more songwriter, like, like Tyler Childers, and uh, like, he, I, he he'll he even tell you, like, I'm not country, mm. like, and then you got, like, Cody Jinks, which is, he has a country vibe to him, but he's not country, he's not country. like, so you see this, like, rise of, uh, of this new, uh, old, new sound coming up that is within the country realms. And the I see what they're doing and the amount of appeal that they have. Even if it's an underground appeal, like, I'm obsessed with Tyler Childers. and, oh, yeah. and I mean, behind you is lyrics of him on our wall, and then in my living room is lyrics of it. Like, it's a, I'm a huge fan of his. And I love listening to him. My dad just went to see Cody Jinks this past weekend. I hate I missed it. But... I love seeing that different sound, and especially there for a while. I feel like this this pop country was just becoming almost overbearing. It's like we right, we got to get grown, you know. Yeah, like I know it's, it's throwing, like kudzu. And, yeah. It's just like <laughs> God that spread so quick, and it, it just kind of went with it. But um, I, I guess we'll we'll touch uh, we'll touch into more uh what would you say you're and i love to ask this question and I, I i'd try to describe it in my as my version of it is what is your favorite aspect of music and for me it is uh creation i love to create i'm a creative person i love to be creative in any way possible So, for me, that's if I ever respond to that question with an answer, is what's your favorite aspect of music? I go, it's the creation for me. Like, I could sit here for hours and just Mm. create something. For you, what do you feel is your favorite aspect of music? Whether it even be just something as simple as, I just love playing guitar. I mean,
1: I have to agree with you on the creation side, but I will also use another C word called connections. Because through your music, you make connections with people. There are certain songs that you hear that you know you feel it. Like that person's not singing about you. They're not. They don't even know who you are. Yeah. But because they sing a song that you actually you felt with, that emotional like connection in your heart. That yeah. emotional connection. That's what does it for me. Is that just you? You pull. You start pulling that train of thought in from somebody, and you start pulling their emotions out of them, and that's how they you get a huge following. You you know they tell their friends about it. So and that's also connections. You know, trying to build your base of people that want to follow you, and you do that through through trying to I would I'm not going to sound bad. attacking their hearts you know yeah. pulling at the heartstrings getting something that they really feel that they love you know no, and I that's I, that. so I think I think connection is a big thing for me I love playing live playing live is so much fun I like to interact with the crowd um but that's probably one big thing for me that's awesome
0: that's a very good uh a word choice there especially I, I feel like um and I and I personally have never done the because of I mean, obviously, as a rapper, and you—I don't get to perform at bars and yeah. get to have that, and I don't—you don't do cover. I can't sing worth a damn. So <laughs> here I am. Um, I think last time I was singing, uh, I was at Caleb, one of Caleb Dunn's shows, and I, I like had a microphone and started singing, and he unplugged the microphone on me. <laughs> that That is a true fact, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, so I guess while you were talking about shows and all, as What's what would you say is like one of the biggest shows you've done? Have you opened up for anybody? Have you? What are some of your experiences? Uh, obviously, I know you've done a trivia with me, but uh, and obviously church and yeah, you your church references and I guess kind of talk about a little more into shows in the past for you. Um, so, well, let's see here.
1: I I recently about probably two years. A little over two years ago, I started trying to play somewhere once every couple of months. Play a little bar here at the Okra, you know, trying to get in there, um, getting in at the place in Byron I was playing at, at the the winery. Um, I then, about a year ago, maybe a little over a year ago because it was before COVID, moved into where I could play in downtown, making it just tap. That's kind of like a big place because it's right there on the corner. Where everybody walks by, you have so many people that walk by on their way to dinner from you know, dinner. Like foot traffic, right? They, they Even like if they're the not at end. Just Tap, right? It's right. And it's like track. throughout the whole night, you never lose your your amount of people you're playing for, which is cool. You play in a bar, typically you got your typical people that are going to come in there. They're going to they're going to hear you play. They're going to drink. They're going to eat. They're going to enjoy their time. Then they're probably going to leave. And you may be there for a while, and you might have a bunch of people there, and then towards the end. You know, it's getting kind of close to bedtime, stuff like that. People got to work, things like that. So, you got their small places. Some of the highlighted places I probably played at, um, I got to play with me and I had a little throw together band. Is like I got called. We had like two practices before we did it. We played at the Taylor County Boom Docks, okay. uh, which is a big mud bog park. Yeah. We played for a Trucks Gone Wild event. So, that was, uh, I got to play on a big stage. There was a bunch of people there. That was kind of cool. I have not opened for anybody. I'm working on trying to get to that aspect where yeah. I can get there. A lot of that has to do with trying to get my own personal music out. Yeah. Um, another place that I played, we did at. The, it was actually at the winery. They had a country music festival. It was not long after I lost my dad, so they actually dedicated it to it, and they called it the Walston Memorial Country, uh, country Concert. We had people like uh, Josh Corson came and played. Uh, Connor Henderson came and played. A lot of local artists from around Middle Georgia actually was able to come play. So that was a fun event. I've played at House and Lake Country Club uh, for an event. I got I got a couple more of those I'm doing for them, and that's kind of been really cool to do some private parties for like some what I call high up people, <laughs> you yeah. know, and and make and again go back making connections, yeah, connections. About it. So, but yeah. I am I'm working towards the aspect of right now I play almost every weekend. And around the Middle Georgia area, even over in Millageville, uh, and then now I'm trying to get to where I want to expand and try to get where I can open up, maybe even at such as places like the Crazy Bull, yeah. open up for somebody who's playing there. There's a lot of local yeah. artists that play there that have full band setups, which I, also something that I'm working on that I could have, but they're they're the headliner. So yeah. opening up for the headliner would be cool.
0: Yeah, start. You gotta start somewhere. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh so I get you mentioned it I talk about working on music and b- building up your uh profile shall I say mm. Uh I guess kind of talk to me like let's start let's start with this one is uh what is your goal with music currently like wh- <laughs> where do, and, and I say that more in your personal yeah I know people that just want to perform at bars and make a little extra side money, and mm-hmm. they're good at singing, and that's what they want. And I, I, I don't knock it. Like, do you? But yeah, yeah. Um, what is what would you consider your goal with music right now? My goal right now is, and I think about it because I'm looking at this poster you have on the wall. This <laughs> actual,
1: it's actually like an old school oil print. You know, we we just side story. We when we were in Nashville, we visited the Hatch Show uh, Printery, mm-hmm. which prints all the posters like that, the old school oil posters, they've been printing for like a hundred and forty years. That's they wild. did all the posters for the Ryman. Um Jesus. they did and for they did mostly for the Opry too. But the problem with the Opry, when we were in the tour, they were like, you have multiple artists that you never know who's gonna be there. So it's kinda hard to get all these posters ready at mm-hmm. one time. But it's a cool place to visit. And I noticed one thing on the poster and I tell anybody who asks me my goal is you see this poster says, you know, Rolling Stones. Free concert, yada, yada, yada. But you see where it says special guests, mm-hmm. and it has all those people listed. My goal is to end up being where they are. At least right I don't have to headline, but my biggest thing, I've told several people, that if I can get my music out, I honestly believe I have a positive outlook on my music and, and what I can do and what I produce and what I'm going to get out there. That here, I'm not going to say coming up soon, but my goal right now is, I want to stand at the circle at the Opry. I want to be one of the little guys on the poster, the little small ink that you see, and I want to sing two to three songs that I poured my heart into. That's where I want to be. That's my goal is I would love to stand in the circle, show everybody what I have that I've invested in and what I can do, and go from there. And if, something, if I don't get to that point, I have something I'm looking forward to. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not good. going to get discouraged if I don't hit that because I've been able to do so much in the past – I would say two months with my music that I have ever thought about because I was in the, I was in a local competition yeah. that allowed me to kind of fast track a lot of stuff. Yeah,
0: like well, I actually thought about putting that on there and didn't. I don't know why I forgot to write it down, but you mentioned it, so I guess let's tap into that for a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, seriously, it's, I think it's a great thing to talk about because it was such a pivotal, pivotal moment for you. I feel like uh, in growth. It was. And even just on social media. Mm -hmm. Uh, So talk about that competition a little bit and uh, take a deeper dive into that for a second, if you don't mind.
1: Yeah, yeah. So what it was, it was called 478 Sings. It's a local competition put on by the um, Central Georgia uh, United Way. And it was a benefit. How it worked was they found you had to submit a submission video they did last year during COVID. Because it's all virtual, you all do you do it through like Zoom calls, everything like that. They had local artists come in out of those artists that, that submitted their information and submitted videos. They got pulled into a bracket category, so it was all bracket style, where you would go head to head, group to group, things like that. What it did for us is is uh, I've submitted my video. Didn't even know if I was gonna get in it. Made it. There was thirty four people that they decided to start with. They split it to two sides of a bracket system. Uh, out of the 34, I moved to the 16. They cut a lot of people out in the first round. Yeah. It was kind of rough. Um, and it was based off of votes per money. So, if you wanted to vote for me, you would go up under my name. Every dollar was a vote. So, you had to work really hard on getting sponsorships. Again, making connections. Yeah. Um, getting plugged in with the right people who could say, hey, would you be willing to sponsor me this week? I'm in this competition. I really want to see how far I can make it. Um we took it one week at a time. Me and my wife, we did we didn't we didn't go in there expecting to win. We hell, we went in there and didn't even know we were gonna make it in there. Yeah. Uh once we went from thirty-four, we made it to the sixteen. The sixteen we made it to eight. Eight we made it to four. Four, I made it to the final. I was actually up against a church group. Uh it's a it's a it's a praise band called His Way. Phenomenal uh people. They're 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 amazing. And I'm I'm glad that it was it was us and them. There's a couple other people that I believe should have been in the finale, too. Like when we got closer to the end, there was a lot of talent. I mean, a lot of talent for that area. True talent starts True, there. yeah. Not, so, not to take away everybody else. No, 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 no. But you got to see, like, the final eight that were in the competition truly were singer-songwriters. I mean, it was, it was really cool to yeah. be a part of that. I made a lot of connections. I've actually invited the people I was up against that I beat in my bracket, you know, system that we did each week. Yeah. I've invited them to come actually play with me. Awesome. Um, so actually, you know, they, they've gotten on stage with me. I've kind of exposed them, gave them some connections, things like that. But yeah, I made it to the finals. So I was, I, I lost to the, to his way. Um,
0: but in that I made connections. And I'll be honest, I was sitting there watching it <laughs> and I was pulling for you. And even, even the night before, cause I found out about, and this is for the audience out there, is I found out about this, like when you done the, trivia with me yeah and then i wound up like i think it was like the year eight or four when it was you made it eight or four I'm not, i put some money in there and like let it go towards the thing and yeah you kept going through and then like i think it, the finals round like at one point you were up by 1100 votes and i was like dude's got this <laughs> like i was like that's just a big deficit and then like it that transition and i was like what happened in an hour? Like I was checking my watch. So I'm <laughs> yeah. Like there's no way I missed that much. Like somebody dropped some money. Yeah, I to... was. I
1: went from being 1,100 votes ahead, which was you know be 1,100 dollars. Yeah. To 1,800 votes behind. That's that means they called and that's that movie if, and then it And that was
0: within just a, like a few hours. Yeah, it was like, very quick. That was insane to watch that, and I was like, <laughs> like I was doing that weird double take, like, <laughs> oh wow. But I got to give
1: man. I got to give a lot of props to that competition. It gave me a lot of exposure. Yeah. And it gave me a lot of people who found out who I was. A lot of people who didn't know what who I was, especially in the making scene. Yeah. Which is, very, I will say this for anybody who's listening: uh, getting in the making scene is really difficult. I can see they, that they they are they are. It's very tight, and there's a lot of talent. Yeah. So trying to get in there, that a lot of people have their staple people they pull. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of this competition, the people that are in charge of booking those people now know who I am. Yeah, and that's really that's really cool to me because it allows me to have that entryway. And those connections I made with them on, hey, I can play and sing. So I'd love to come do it for you. I got some stuff I want to put out there and yada, 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 and go on from there.
0: Yeah. Uh, as we're kind of in this, this is a question I like to ask. and uh, It can just be a one-sentence answer, but uh, what would you say is the biggest battle you are going through right now as an up-and-coming artist, though? What would you say is your biggest battle? And if you got two, then okay, but... well. Biggest biggest battle is. I, I mean, I know you've touched on some battles, but. Yeah, yeah, you have your
1: little stuff, but I guess the biggest battle right now is. Oh, I'll tell you, so this doesn't sound, this is not going to, I don't want this to sound bad at all for anybody who's listening, but figuring out how to get my music out there, lining up the right people trying to get, you know, find out you know, because there's there's stuff like copyrights involved, you know, you start getting in you know, you if you have a banger that you write you have a song that has a huge hook and you know it does and multiple people have told you, you're like, okay I might want to try to do, get this song where it's like, the legality of it is, I own it, it's mine, don't try to take it, you know yada yada yada. Mm -hmm. So I guess the biggest battle right now is not only getting the songs written to where you're prepared to sit down and record them and and start the process. But the actual processes it's going to take to do it, it just seems very large. You know, especially when you start talking about you want to bring a full band into it. You have to pay those people. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to pay those people to be on the tracks. You got to do this. You got to pay this person to master. You got to pay this. And it's, so it's not only is it a financial issue, but it's also scheduling plays a big part of it and dedication being that, you know, I have a, I have a wife, I have a daughter, and i have a full time job that i work so i feel like people who may work part time they rely a lot on their music i don't rely that much on my music i have yeah. very fortunate where i'm at so that's another thing is time time is a big thing i battle
0: yeah okay that's uh you I, know i I would i, will, I will agree fully with that and obviously i i do the rap thing and hip hop basis and uh It's a lot easier for me, and we actually had this discussion. uh, We were planning on recording after this to to the people out there listening. But uh, you still – you got to get creative and you got to come up with stuff. But just the back-end work, and people don't realize the money it takes just to have all the equipment to – I got to pay by the month just to have my music on Spotify. and Mm -hmm. There's so much – of the back end stuff that people don't realize. And uh, I mean, you talk about just getting into it and yeah, I mean, you're hundred percent right. Like there's so much that even you don't know, like, yeah. and there's still so much that I've been doing it and I still don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just, it's a battle you got to face and it's a thing you got to deal with. And, um, but you'll never learn until you do. And that's probably a, the biggest thing that, that I wouldn't say to anybody is just do it. Like, and that was a big thing for me, when I was getting into music because I, I enjoyed music and creating it and rapping and everything, but I was like, all right, like, I right, it was April of last year. I finally said, I'm releasing music, Like I'm putting it out there. I don't care what anyone thinks. I don't like, I've I've had, I, I mean, I probably got 50 to a hundred songs that I've recorded over the years and I finally was like, this is going like, <laughs> I don't know what it costs. I don't know what it takes. Like, so you spend hours of research and all yeah. that. Like, yeah, it's a, there's a lot that goes into it. So. Um, so, I mean, do you have any, uh, upcoming gigs or anything that, uh, special gigs specifically that you, you got coming up that you want to tell anybody about or? Yeah.
1: So I'll be, um, on the 12th, I will be in Molina at Tipsy Daisy. Shout out Morgan over to Tipsy that's Daisy. Right, that's right.
0: Just, just got engaged over there. So <laughs> yeah.
1: uh. it'll be actually, I was, I was invited to play with a buddy of mine and got up with him and his band played. We rocked the house. And then she reached out to me and was like, "Hey, we'd love to have you." So this will actually be my first gig over there. Actually,
0: me being the you know person,
1: so I'm excited about that. I, I, I love playing new was, places. I'll say
0: that the first time I heard about you truly was from her, yeah, because <laughs> of that night specifically. So, right. uh,
1: and then um, after that, I'll be in Hazards on the 25th. Uh, I'm playing a couple of private events in between there. Private events are something I've I've kind of started doing a little bit because I'm still. I can do a solo acoustic act yeah. and and just do background music or just do anything. So doing that, um, July, I will be at 2nd, I will be at the House and Lake Country Club. That will be open to a lot of people. It's not a private event or nothing. Um, and then July, there's another date in July that I am – I'd have to pull up my phone, to be honest with you, because my wife <laughs> books it. But I'll be in uh, Milledgeville at uh, Buffington's. That's Ooh. actually a really cool place. in. Mm-hmm. September, I will be at – and I'm trying to shoot forward at some common places, yeah. but Mellow Mushroom and Macon. Awesome. I'm playing there. Awesome. So, looking forward to well, that, Well,
0: I, I guess with that, I mean, since you're, you're able to go down a list of there, so you do have uh, uh, plenty of bookings, shall mm. I say. Um, plug in your social media. Let them know where to find you. Websites, uh, all social media platforms. Tell them uh, every, anyway and every way to uh, – look you up and stay in contact so that they can find out where so
1: yeah so it's yeah, I'll make it real simple for you. Mm-hmm. Caleb C L C A L E B Walston W A L S T O N music dot com. Okay. That's gonna show you my Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, my Gmail account that you can reach me at for any kind of bookings or any information you need to know. Also on Facebook, if everything that I have is Caleb Walston Music mm-hmm. is what it's up under. Um my messenger on Facebook, if you want to reach me out for that, we always respond to that because it's got a separate you know, messenger yep. account. Uh, and then also on there is like Venmo and PayPal and all that fun stuff. Working on actually something cool we're trying to do, and we're still working out the kinks, but when I play live on my business cards, I have a QR code that I hand out for everybody. And on that QR code, you can scan it. It takes you directly to the website that has all my social media. Um, it'll actually have a section where you can do a song request and it'll pump up to my tablet as I'm playing working on that. And that's actually something cool. We're trying, but a lot of people, I've got a lot of comments over my business cards, having a QR code on the back. You can scan with your phone, takes you immediately to everything that I offer. And pretty soon, fingers crossed, you'll see a Spotify logo up there. So that's (laughs) what we're doing. We'll see what we can do about that. Uh,
0: Awesome. Well, I appreciate you being on here and, um, thanks for everybody for listening to the Knucklehead's podcast. Obviously I know it has been a while and I'm looking forward to finally branching back into uh having these experiences and working with people and uh well use your word, having these connections again. That's right. So um, um, thank y'all all so much for listening. Thank you, Kayla, for being on here. Thank you, sir. And I guess I will see y'all on the next episode.